there's something incredibly powerful when you have people who get you, want the best for you, and are behind the vision, who can hold the vision in their unique way. Welcome to the Unstoppable Woman podcast, where we explore what it means to create a truly exquisite life. I'm your host, Amira Alvarez, inviting you to be part of these intimate conversations about feminine ambition, what lies beyond traditional notions of success, and how to answer the question, what's next when you've already achieved so much? Let's dive in. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Unstoppable Woman podcast. I'm Amira Alvarez. I am the founder and CEO of the Unstoppable Woman, and I am super excited to do this podcast episode with three of my most favorite women in the world. That's kind of, I might have a different thing every day because I like and I love a lot of women. But today we have three women who are on my team in different roles. And if you listen to part one of this series on authentic growth, you will have met Lee Hayward. She is a branding expert in her own right. She's also my personal stylist and her behind the scenes title in the company is Brand Bodyguard, which we both love. It makes us happy thinking about that. And she's here today to lead this conversation and and start, start the conversation for us on this topic of you know, getting it done, getting the things in, in business done while staying true to your authenticness, your yourself. Okay. Second person on my team who I'm so excited to have on this podcast is Ariana Golub. And she is behind the scenes, usually not in front of the camera by any means, but she is a key player on our team. And I love giving her this opportunity to to share a little bit about what she does and how she approaches supporting the growth and the change within the company and the things that the the perspective that she brings to that and and how she plays both a, a sounding board for me and and a what are they called bumper rails so that the company stays on track and and what she looks at from a project management and an operation side of things to make sure that we're not going off the rails. So welcome to the podcast, Ariana. Super, super glad you're here. And then third amazing woman is Leah Artes. She is a past client of mine, which is super fun to have the roles reversed and is now on our team helping us with our rebrand and super excited about that. She's been doing amazing work. And we actually have a third podcast dedicated as part of this series to how she approaches branding using this rebranding that we've done for the podcast as a little mini project and a mini sort of case study, I thought it would be really interesting. Actually, this was Lee's idea. Lee thought it would be really interesting. I concurred that Leah has such an amazing, different approach to marketing strategy and branding and and design and aesthetics that really sync up with uh, pulling out the most authentic version of you. And so we're dedicating a third part of the series to her whole process on that. So if you're in the if you're in the process of really developing the new you in terms of your company, that would be a great podcast to listen to as well. So long intro, but welcome to the podcast, all three of you. Hi. Hi. Okay, I'm gonna turn the, the mic over to you, Lee, to start the conversation. And then we're just gonna see where this goes. 
Okay, let's do it. All right. Hi, everyone. I am Lee Hayward, as Amira said, and I'm excited to continue part two of this series. So we began this talk really looking at the concept of growth and how do you grow in a way that feels authentic. And so today we want to kind of look at it in a little bit more detail because it's one thing to have this idea and this vision of growth, but it's another to figure out how do you actually reverse engineer it so that it actually happens. And Amira has done this really amazing job of assembling what we call like the perfect sandwich. We have like the top layer, this amazing middle and the bottom, and we all sort of bring to the table different viewpoints of a vision that allows her to truly execute on the growth of the company. So let's dive in with kind of, let's just poke the thing that sometimes comes up when people think about change, and any of you can answer this, but you know, is change when you are growing scary? So I think it can be, but it doesn't need to be. Okay. So I think what makes it scary is thinking that you have to know before you know. I have changed many times along along the, the way in building this company. I don't feel like it's ever been scary for me because that's just not what I get scared by. Okay. I don't get scared by this kind of change. I have a level of confidence that it's going to work out. I just need to get clarity and, and that's going to take the time that it takes. I get frustrated if I have an expectation that it's going to happen in a shorter period of time and it takes too long. And this time, what I did was I backed way, way back and I was like, okay, we're going to give this the time that it takes. First, first round of that wasn't that successful, frustrated all of us. And then second round working with Leah, okay, we got to put some parameters around the timing. And we started to get things done faster, but but also with a, a lot more depth. Caveat to that, if you ask me, how are you like with climbing, rock climbing or skiing down a mountain, that stuff scares me. Okay. So I just, people have risk tolerance in different places. That's That's my perspective on that. Hey there, I just want to take a quick moment and ask, what's the thing holding you back from your own success? The hidden shadow or saboteur potentially at play for you. And do you know how to find it? We often have that one thing keeping us from our next level. And it's not always the strategic move. It's often the internal one. I found in my own journey of success and building my exquisite life, it's what I call a core wound or loyalty pack. What's that? I share more at theunstoppablewoman.com, right on the homepage. Find out more at theunstoppablewoman.com. Now, let's get back to our episode. Well, and I think it's interesting too, Amira, to think about, you know, your business is exceptionally established. You know, you have been doing what you've been doing for a while, very successful at it. And so I would love to know your viewpoint on just growth and tweaks in a way that, you know, does constitute change from a place of being, you know, you've already created so much success. Once you're already so established and you're already successful to make a big change, particularly from a branding perspective and sort of the way people are looking and feeling about your company. So the branding change is fun for me. Okay. Like working with Leah on the design and the, like how that syncs up with what we're doing new and differently, you know, new ideal clients, things like that. That's super fun for me. The stuff that you and I worked on, Lee and Ariana, early on, which was 
what is it that I'm actually creating? What's the next thing? That was to, to get past my own set point and emotional blocks around what is possible or, or could be done. I had that sort of concept of what I wanted, but we had to have multiple conversations around what the actual container would look like. Me, when I say container, the, the service offering, the, what we're doing in the business, what the shape of that looks like. That was, I'm not going to say hard. It just took the time it took to get clear and to get comfortable and to see the pathway. And that was a lot of conversation with a lot of smart women to to pull it out of me, to reflect back what I was saying, to pull it out of me again, to reflect back what I was saying. There There was iteration on that in order for me to to hold it. And then the work that we've been doing with Leah has been about fine-tuning it and getting clearer and clearer. But but both have been fun. But the first one, the first phase was more emotionally challenging, right? Like sitting in the the space of the unknown, right? Sitting in the space of like, I don't know the answer to that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What if you did know? Okay, well, let me look at it that way. Okay, how about this? Oh, that feels good for three weeks, but now it doesn't feel good. And why not? And, you know, there there's just been a lot of conversation on that. And I'd actually like, because Lee and Ariana were in on those conversations and there were many of them, sort of your perspective on that process, because we had to have so many conversations in order for me to get grounded, landed, good with all in on this. Like I knew I I knew I was all in on it. How do I say that? I knew I was all in on it. I just couldn't do the work in the business until I had a few pieces in place already. And getting those clear and making some decisions on that was that took some back and forth and trial and error a little bit. Yeah. I think what we were truly pulling out was that authenticity piece. And that's a lot of what came to it. So Ariana, let's let you kind of weigh in on this. So what is it like as the superwoman of get it done to be part of these like visionary conversations and then trying to map out what next? Like, you know, there's a lot of people that think exactly like you do. I am not one of them. So I really appreciate your brain. (laughs) So give us some perspective from your end. Before you answer, Lee, how do you think Ariana thinks? Because I don't think the audience knows. Oh, very good point. So, well, to our sandwich metaphor, I am very, very visionary. So I'm sort of the top of the sandwich. And Ariana is able to take a vision and then quickly reverse engineer it in the most like organized Google Documents spreadsheet sort of way. And she has the ability to really think the big picture, but then know exactly each step to be able to execute it. So that's really her genius. I just wanted to add one little thing to what Amira said, and then I'll answer your question. But what I find interesting is that you find the process of rebranding fun. And I think in your talking about it just now, it's the first time that I've realized that there are people out there who are like, might be actually very scared, especially established business owners from the perspective of, I've done this much work. I've created this much for myself. And now I'm just going to go change it on everybody. Like, how do I get over that fear of doing that? And I think because you have fun doing it and I've been around you, 
it's been fun, right? There's like this process that's fun. And I've sort of not realized how scary it can be for someone who might not have as much fun doing it. Not to say that, it, but I, I personally think it's fun as well. Let me speak to that. The change in the container, right? Mm -hmm. I had a lot, like it was a container that I had built for what, 15 years? I, 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 I don't do math well in my head, but I, you know, it'd been something that been building for at least 10 years. That was what I was talking about, emotionally letting go of the container. Ooh, that's my IP. That's all the stuff. Like I was thinking, oh my God, what am I doing with the, what, you like throwing the baby out with the bathwater? Am I, am I like effing everything up? And when I realized that the, the IP is in me, not in the container, okay, then I was like, oh, Okay. But that, that part, someone else might have a really easy time with it. Be like, no problem. I, I, I'm doing this now. For me, that was the more challenging bit than the, the look and feel and the languaging and all that. So anyway, back to you. Perfect segue because that process likely explained. I am, I'm the type of person, the type of worker, thinker, doer, like I'm a good student. So if we have to get something done and we know what we're getting done, then I say, okay, here's how we get there. So it was definitely patience in the process for me because there were things that I wanted to jump ahead and do because every time we had these conversations and we sort of landed on the next possible thing that it might be, I, I was ready to dive in. I'm like, okay, that's what we're doing. Let's do it. And then I would realize, I'm like, wait, I got to give Amira a little bit of time. So it actually took me a bit because there there may have been things that I like planned out that I, I never showed you because I was like, oh, wait, she went away from that. So maybe I shouldn't have done that. So I've sort of went through my own growing process of, you know, realizing that, okay, sometimes change requires like not the doing, right? There is this, pro the, the process has a phase of, brainstorming and thinking through and feeling into it, which I actually really appreciate because I think that that's what a lot of women, maybe everyone, like you want to change and you just want to get to the next thing. And we don't necessarily think about, okay, how is this really lining up for me? And that's something that I loved. I have loved learning through this process with you because it could easily be like, okay, you decided you wanted to change the container. And then we just landed on idea number one and we ran with it. But you didn't take a second to figure out if that's really, truly how you want to show up for, you know, the people in the container. And so now we might be at back at square one or you may be in this place of like, what am I doing again? Like, do I have to change again? So I think that this has given me an opportunity to learn how to sort of yeah. before I do quiet it down like, yeah you know, take that yeah take like that breath and also give the space to thinking through all not all of the possibilities right because there there comes a point where you have to like make the choice yeah. but there is something important about stillness and really feeling into what's right for you I think as a business owner and yeah. so yeah, it's been, I wanna, it's been I, an interesting process. Yeah, I want to speak to that and give give some color to a few of the things that you've said. So first, as context, I really started this probably long before I recognized it, but October of 2022, right? So this has been over a year of 
cogitating on it. And we've gone through different iterations. And one of the things that I did do in the beginning was make some quick, like, we're going to do this, 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 and this. And then the amount of company-wide challenge in executing it, like just effort, struggle, that push that doesn't feel like, oh, we're pushing in the right direction. It, it's it's that swimming upstream feeling. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, we got to back this up. We are not doing this. Okay. And, and in fact, you know, I had told a colleague of ours that used to do our our branding, you know, we're going to redo the website. And she was like super excited because that was like her, her lane. And she'd been wanting to do that for years. I paid her. Okay. And then I was like, no, we're not going to do this. I'm so sorry. But like, I just, that was a, you know, probably, I hope that relationship will survive, but it may not, right? That 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 was like a challenge to be able to put the company first, us first, me first, and not just stay on that decision because we had made that decision knowing, feeling inside that the, the, we, we're not we're not set up with the right strategy to do this. And, it's, and it would just be pushing and work. And then the other thing that I want to share is that this is classic masculine, feminine um, essence, right? And I talk about this all the time. When do you need to like be super focused, disciplined in the sort of quick decision forward on, on a single focus? And once I once I land, I'm like full speed ahead. Let's go, okay. And then I'm in my my masculine more or less, right? There's the feminine is always in there, but I, I'm I'm like okay, great. Let's let's get those project plans going, right? But this really required me to allow the amount of time that it needed to take for the cogitation for the for the allowing of even new people to come into our world, like Leah, right? We had started you know, this, this process a second time with another person who does marketing and we, we gave it a good shot. I drove Ariana crazy with, with this, this one and, you know, just wasn't the right fit. And it just felt off what we were doing. And we were really trying to make it work. Now, 2020 things that it gave us so much clarity about what we do want Right. And when Lee and I really sat down and were like, you know, we're we're throwing good energy after something that's not quite right. Um, how do we how do we adjust? I went into that sort of allowing mode. And then I was like chatting about where we were and just riffing about where the 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 things that I was attracted to were. And I was like, and Leah did this proposal a year ago about blah, 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 after we were talking and, you know, why can't we have a look and feel like this or like this or like this? And then I was like, why are we not working with Leah? Right. And literally that's when I go into this quick decision mode and I'm talking to Lee on the phone and I'm texting Leah. I'm like, can you jump on a call? And like five minutes later, not even 10 minutes later, she's on a call and we're having a conversation about this and then we're working together. So when it drops in, you don't have to stay in that cogitation mode. You can move quickly, but sometimes you need that allowance. So it's been, you know, challenging for Ariana because she's like, come on already. Let's go. Let's go. We, we got, we got to go. But I'm glad that there's been some value 
to you for seeing that. So, and thank you for all the work that you didn't show me and saving me from looking that over. I appreciate that. <laughs> I know when to put it in front of you and when to like, wait, wait, not yet, not this time. Yeah. What's interesting just to make sure it's clear is Leah saw Amira in the direction that she was going almost before, well, before Amira did. And I think that's so, like, Leah had this essence that she could see it. And interestingly, slowly, Amira kept coming back to the thing that Leah had had designed and said, look, this could be you. This is, this is a beautiful piece of your brand. And I think there is real beauty in when you are going through the evolution of change, honoring really being able to truly see yourself. So Leah, I'd love for you to kind of speak to that because it's funny how this whole thing has evolved and you're like, oh, I saw that a year and a half ago. It was interesting, right? Because Amira had reached out to just check in with me and I had this nudge like a couple weeks later to finally say, hey, do you want to call the phone? And so we did a catch-up conversation and this was like, a, like she said about a year ago. And then from that conversation, I just kind of got a hit of like, okay, I can really see what this is. And it's not something that I've typically done, but I basically put together a proposal for her or a pitch deck of like, hey, here's all this incredible stuff that I can see for you. Here's this new direction for marketing. Here's this new direction for like expression. Here's some things you could play with. Do you want to talk? Let me know. And it so was- let me pause for one moment there. Okay. Yeah. So when she said, I put together this little presentation, I'm like, WTF, Leah, this took you for freaking ever to put together. This was like a 30 page presentation, well thought out, huge research, beautiful photos, concept boards. I have this little vision that I want to walk you through. This was like, it could, it could look like this or it could look like this. And how about a video that looks like this? Like she put some, some, some love into this and just from a teaching perspective, I teach the law of compensation, which is one one way of languaging it is that you have to become bigger than your present place in order to receive more. And that's exactly what she did was like she showed up before I asked for it and was like, I got this. Look at this. Okay. So please continue. And it was totally unexpected, right? And and there is some interesting pieces around that because basically I sent it to her and I didn't hear from you for like I think over a week and I finally messaged her back and I was like hey did you get that presentation I said and she's like oh I thought I totally responded she had forwarded it to people in their team to like continue the conversation forgot to cc me on the email (laughs) so it's just like a funny thing of like okay and put this in the ether and I haven't heard anything back anyway this is kind of yeah, weird. wasn't ready, right? Like the universe has a, its own special order of things, but yeah. Right, and and that's kind of, I'm aware of like the evolution that you've gone through and all the different processes that you've had to kind of get through to get to your own clarity, right? Because I think if we were to try to do this work a year ago, I don't know where how that would have gone versus now it's like we can hit the ground running. And so- in seeing what's possible, like I think my role is to help people see into what's possible for them. And sometimes that is like landing the ship and doing that through branding and marketing and design and saying, hey, here's how this essence can be in the world. But I also have a part of my work is that I have a background in the Akashic Records. I'm trained as a shamanic priestess. Like I'm very like psychically gifted, if you want to put it that way. And so I'm coming from tuning into this essence and then having these 
concretizing skills to be able to say, okay, here's how it wants to be expressed. Here's what's trying to come through. Here's how it's trying to find its path in the world. And so, yeah, I think it's an interesting kind of line to walk between inviting someone into their vision and showing them what it could be. And I guess also getting the work to get it done, right? To like actually land the ship. I mean, I'm sure when you're having conversations with people, like, like, what is the sense that you get that tells you like, oh, this person is ready, this person is not? Like, is there something that shows up? I think it's the waffle, right? Like, if you are like waffling and kind of ping-panging, honging back and forth between, well, we could do this or could do that, or like, there's not, there's not this like groundedness or embodiment with what they want. I think that is a big sign of, okay, we're still in incubation, right? We're still birthing or downloading or catching whatever this baby is. And I think anytime you're going through a visionary process, you have to become the one who holds the vision. You aren't just the one who's getting these ideas. It's one thing to get the ideas. It's the other one. It's another thing to become the person to, to execute and be the visionary and bring it into the world. There's always this like duality between the up leveling or the visioning process, right? Of like, here's here's what's possible, but am I actually going to do the work to step into it? My take on that is like, Lee introduced herself as a visionary. And I think like, she's a visionary. I'm a visionary. You hold a vision, Leah, like a different kind of vision, but like you're holding a vision. And then Ariana's holding a vision as well. Even though she's more involved in the operations and the execution, she has to hold the vision as well. And I think that's a really interesting just part of stepping into authentic growth, right? Stepping into your authenticity. Like I am feel very fortunate that I have three women plus myself holding the vision, right? Also my man, right? He holds the vision for me as well. So that, you know, because it's not like the, the the business ends at the end of the day. I'm talking about stuff and things are happening, right? So like there's something incredibly powerful when you have people who get you, want the best for you, and are behind the vision, who can hold the vision in their unique way. Like I feel like that's one of the beautiful parts of this process, at least it has been for me, is like each of you has been bringing in a different aspect of both the vision and the clarity to help me get clearer on my vision of what the the authentic thing is that we're birthing into the world. So, so Lee, do you have a perspective on that? I mean, so much of what I do for clients is, is simply alignment. And the alignment comes from the vision. And it Without clear vision, it creates so much frustration within a company. And one of the most challenging things, which sounds bonkers, is getting a vision out of your head in a way that can be explained to others so that they can then protect it for you. It sounds like, it, you know, this is what I want. You should be able to tell somebody and they get it. But it's actually very challenging. So, I mean, I think you are super blessed to have done that in a way you've been able to communicate the vision in a way that so many people are able to help you hold it. And I think there's there's so much, it's just such an, an integral part of growing a company to have that clarity around the vision from the founder and let it trickle down through everyone. And I think one of the things that has been really great about this for me is I'm the founder, I'm the CEO, but I'm not saying 
okay, I have to know in advance and then tell my team, right? I'm saying, help me team. I can get so far on my own, right? And and that I think that anyone who's grown a big company understands the value of other people's insights. So that that's not such a novel concept, but I feel like your role, Lee, has been asking really good questions, right? And just a continuing, a continuing query and paraphrasing back. Query paraphrasing back, right? And Ariana's role has been about like, okay, if we go with this, are you thinking about all these other things? And then I'm like, look at that. Okay. That that's the the outcome of going in that role. And then Leah, I feel like the way you do vision is like you get you go into your your spiritual two box, right? And you get you get quote unquote the vision. And then you're like validating that through this, as you said, the very concrete details. And when we've been working through some of the new branding, which everyone can see in the podcast now, the new branding, it's been fun to talk about like the idea of spaciousness and how that shows up in the branding. Like what does it look like when you're you're going for your next level of success, but you don't want to do it in that old way of creating success? How do we communicate those sorts of ideas in a visual context, in the copy, right? In the languaging. And that's just been, I th- I feel like there's a way in which you go into the spiritual, but then there's an iteration process around working in the details. Here's this, this new picture and, you know, layout, right? And we go back and forth. Does this communicate the vision that we want to communicate? by fonts, by right? And it's working in the specificity there, which is beautiful in that iteration process. So. Something you'd said earlier, I wrote down just the word self-trust. So I think that plays a role in this. But what I was going to ask is if someone, came, like if someone, if someone is struggling with this, right? They're, should I change? Should I not? Should I do this thing? Should I not? You know, I think you have a good grasp on yourself and you have a level of self-trust to sort of know when when that moment is right. How does someone learn that? How does someone how does someone get to this place of, you know, kind of what Leah said before, like out of the waffling and into like, I've embodied this. It's gonna, it might be a process, but I've embodied this and I know there's a change and now I need to make it happen. So yeah, like how would you help? I guess like how would someone kind of know? So I've been doing this for years and years and years. So it's it's a process of building trust with yourself. So you have an experience and it goes well, right? We have lots of those. We have an experience, it doesn't go well. And you figure out how you realize that you survived that, okay? You, you And you figured out who you want to be in the navigation of the not going well, okay? And if you show up how you want to be, not your conditioned old self, which might, you know, lose her cool or or be a person that she doesn't want to be, or or go into depression or disappointment or blame or victim or whatever it is, you, you see how you don't want to be, and you go, oh, I don't need to be that in this case, and you be the person you want to be instead. That builds over time a lot of self trust. And and there's a lot of experience that that I think when you're running a company, you're you're doing it and you make a lot of mistakes. Okay. And the bigger the company, the bigger the mistakes. You 
recognize that the that you know it's classic saying to err is human, but that you don't have to go into the self-flagellation. You just you know that you've survived things in the past. You're going to survive this too. Everything's always working out for you, right? Like if you have that perspective, if this doesn't work, then we'll try something else. Like you know that you're not going to fall apart and quit. You might have hard days, right? But you know that's not going to happen. And like I was talking about around the risk taking, and I might not be the one that's going to like go down the black diamond slope or, you know, climb the sheer wall or do jump, you know, bungee jumping or whatever. I really felt like I learned this easily in business, but relationships, like intimate love relationships, that was a growth edge for me, Ariana, right? That I was like, oh, how do I build trust with myself there? Okay. I did it in, in my company, but over here, that's a new field altogether. And I had to to go through that to to really learn it again. So I think there's different arenas when we're looking at the fullness of our life, right? Our how do we build this exquisite life? We have to learn that self-trust in all these different areas. Love that. All right. You led us into the word relationship. So Ariana, I actually want to pitch this back to you for a second. So what is your take on somebody who is in your shoes or thinks like you do in just skirting the relationship of get it done, honor the vision? You've obviously gone through this very cool learning curve, but like, what advice do you give people as they are having this part of themselves that wants to drive the race car as fast as possible? but then also has to get a lot of stuff done and can't leave it in the dust. There's a few pieces here, okay? So I don't know if I'm going to go in in the right order, but there's kind of bringing us back to here. We're here right now. Like we need to get some things done. So we need to think through those right now things. Leah, I have a question for you. One of the things that I think is sometimes challenging to think about is, you know, we've talked about this is the vision of where we're going, but we're here right now. How do you think through that from like a branding changeover perspective? And I'm sure this is like a five part series long answer to the question, but what's kind of the general overview that can make this feel less overwhelming for somebody? You know, I think it's interesting because there's different situations um, in terms of the business size, right? And so we're an online business primarily, and there's some some extensions in person, but the storefront is online. So the execution looks a little bit different than, say, when I worked for a billion-dollar casino technology company and we had to change all the logos on all the slot machines in casinos worldwide, right? And that was like a five-year, are we actually going to rebrand process? So that was really interesting to see on that side of like, how does somebody think about those decisions? Because when you're thinking about physical rebranding, if you do have like a brick and mortar business or you have packaging, like there are significant considerations. And if you're also thinking about rebranding period, there's a consideration of like, how do you message this to your clientele so you're not alienating any- anybody, you're bringing them with you, that it like makes sense. You're not pissing people off who are loyal to you if you have like a brand that has a lot of inbuilt loyalty. I think you can, there's options, right? You can try to go all at once and all in. You can do versions of the all in, meaning like we can get as much as we can done, but some of these things are bigger things that are going to have to come later. 
Or you can think about it phased over time and kind of start to do a rollout where you're starting to introduce things and maybe it's visual, maybe it's messaging, whatever, but you're kind of like seeding, seeding the, the, the ground, I'm going to say seeding the water, that doesn't make sense. But you're like planting the seeds and you're tilling the soil and you're getting people ready and starting to introduce and experiment with things before you fully like flip the switch. So I think there are different considerations, of course, if you're online or offline. And then there's considerations about how much brand loyalty and recognition is in place. And then there's also considerations around like, why is the rebranding happening? Are we just upgrading your brand in a new way, but we're keeping the existing kind of product suite and the existing customer base? Or is this like a change in direction, right? And when you consider those, there's going to be different strategic moves around how you want to communicate it, what you want to prioritize. In this case, it's an evolution. So it's a little bit different than somebody who's like completely doing something different or somebody who just needs to refresh like their website or their brand or whatever. It's, you know, we're kind of evolving into this next level. I think one of the big things that you also brought to the table was the website, right? And the technology, like Lee and I are like, okay, just let's build a new website and like put it up. And you're like, whoa, 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 SEO, technology. Like there were a lot of considerations in your, how you approached scoping what we were doing. That's a great point to bring up in terms of like, what are the assets that need to be preserved in the process? Right. So there are brand assets for Amira that we discovered. And and in truth be told, you probably want to have some kind of level of discovery process with whoever you're working with, however that process is structured. I've heard the analogy of like to look like what's in the walls. You know, what do we need to be aware of as we're thinking about the bigger picture? So for Amira's brand in particular and for her website, like she's been doing content for a long time through the podcast and blogs. So there's a lot of SEO we actually want to consider. There's things that we want to preserve and going forward instead of just like tearing it all down and starting again. It's interesting when you look at other rebrands like Burberry, they rebranded not too long ago. And they, you know, when you think about something as simple as like Instagram, you can completely hide everything on your Instagram page or get rid of it, or you can transition it. We've t- chosen to transition. And so there's different approaches and how you kind of package these very like minute tactical things of like, what are, what's the purpose behind this? Like for us, you know, even having this conversation, we are trying to talk about what does it mean to evolve and grow and up level and do it with something that you're not entirely leaving behind, but you have some like integrity around moving forward with or from, or however you want to say that. And so showing that evolution is a part of how we're approaching this project versus like I'm a Scorpio rising. When I decided to change all my stuff, I was like, this is all going away. This has nothing to do with where I'm going. Goodbye. I hit it. I archived it as like a tactical FYI. You can archive posts on Instagram. So if I want to bring them back, I can. It was like not congruent and it didn't feel right to me. And so I think one of the things I was going to bring up as well is if you can tune into like the resonance of things, like that's what I'm really doing behind the scenes. It's like, what's the match? Is this actually hitting that like vibrational resonance point of what we're trying to communicate? Is it evoking that essence or feeling within me, whether it's a decision around a tactic 
or a font or a picture. Like there are these essences and things that I'm tuning into in the unseen and then finding their match in the physical, seen, visual, whatever world to then be able to actually translate it and bring it to life and have it find that congruence and authenticity. We've had lots of conversation, well, some conversation around like how to handle the YouTube channel where like we had decent, like good enough to me, not excellent sort of like intros to our videos and things like that, that, but that I've always had like a like, oh, that's not right. Right. I've never had full resonance with it, but I put it as, you know, not the highest in priority for the last, I don't know, four years and three years probably. But it makes me uncomfortable. And all the cells in my body say, let's just like hide all of that. That's from the past. Let's be done with it. But in conversation with Lee, she was like, No, you're you're you need to show your your growth, right? Your your evolution. And you know, that's a really interesting evolution. Hey, Amira here. Wanna know more about what keeps Uber successful women from achieving everything they want in life? Find out more at theunstoppablewoman.com. Now let's get back to the episode. And I was like, oh yeah, that aligns with like my key words, which are truth, intimacy, and beauty. The truth and the beauty are kind of in conflict here because I'm like, that's not beautiful. That's not what represents beauty to me, but it is the truth. And so I I just want to say that it's not always straightforward or as easy as going, Uh, yeah, this trumps this. Does that make sense? Even though you're like, feel into the resonance of it. I'm like, the resonance of the the growth is stronger to me than the frustration with the look and feel of what I've done before, I guess is, is how I would phrase that. There is no right or wrong answer. It truly is based on, you know, back to the word we keep saying, is the vision that you have for what you're here to do. And so I I believe, Amira, that what we're doing, even in this series, is that we are honoring the evolution of of the growth that you're here for. So I think that's really cool. Leah and I had this conversation around some materials we were putting together. And I was like, uh, for the podcast, and I I was like, I really want to show there's been this evolution. We're a top 2% podcast. We have global reach. And we've been doing this. We have, I don't know how many episodes now, Ariana, are we like 400 and something? What what are we at? Four thirty ish, four thirty two, and as of as of those are four hundred and thirty two episodes. Most of those have been me doing content, and only a small percentage of those being interviews. And we're not going to archive all of those. Like there's there's huge IP there, but the focus and content of the the podcast is, has shifted from how to make this income breakthrough. Right? Who do you need to meet to like get to that? seven figure mark basically okay to once you've already created a multi-million dollar business what does your life look like what does success look like who do you want what do you want to create now and how do you do that differently without the 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 same creation of sort of chaos or urgency or freneticness or whatever that you were different tools going forward and i was like how do we show this and not hide it but honor it and you came up with a, you know, we did a few iterations together in a collaborative fashion, but a really beautiful visual that that spoke to it and copy that spoke to it. And I think there's ways when you have conflicting desires to honor both in the growth. 
And I think that's an example of it. I've written books. And once the book is done, I'm like, meh, that book is terrible. But it's not. It's amazing. It's just that I've grown past that. And Amir, we were talking the other day about, you know, a mutual colleague who does events. And I got to the point where I was like, I'm not going to go to that event. I've, I've been there five times. And every time I showed up, even though I'd heard the same thing five times, it would land differently in a way that was so impactful. So I, it's such a good reminder to me and I think other entrepreneurs to just remember that like some of those foundational pieces that we think we've grown from, it's kind of a bit of a joke on us. Like you have, but it's going to hit you in such a different way that the impact will be completely different. I love what you and Leah have really planned to truly transition the brand so everyone can see see the growth that you've been through. So speaking of growth, I want to go back to Ariana for a second because I think it's really interesting to look at growth from this perspective of here's where we're going, here's where we are. And Ariana, I'd just love to know, I mean, I know you said this, you know, you've learned a lot in this process, but like, what is your advice when you have that feeling of driving the race car so fast, but then there's a lot of stuff that's just got to get done. You can't just only focus on what's ahead. Like, what would you say to people? So I think that the key from a get it done perspective, because like we said before, I've been part of the the vision conversations, right? And personally, even though I'm a, I, like, I also think in this like doer way, my visions can go and I can get lost in them and I can just stay there all day and sort of forget about the doing. So what I've had to do personally in, in the process here is sort of get out of the car for a little bit and out of that conversation so that the visioning, the the brainstorming, all of that can happen while things still get done. So there have been, whether Amir has noticed or not, like there have been moments where I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a step back here for a second. And while I'm holding the vision here, I'm still looking at the things that need to get done, first of all, just on a daily basis, which I think you know, kudos to the team and kudos to all of us for getting certain processes and systems in place because that's helpful, right? The day-to-day can keep going, but getting back in there and making sure it's going is important. And then I think there's also that piece of coming back to Amira and just having the reminders and check-ins of like, okay, I know we're going somewhere and I know we're going somewhere big and exciting and I'm just as excited. I'm going to get back in this car with you right now, but I'm also going to lay out like just a few things to think about so that we can make sure that we don't forget about the things that we need to get done. That little tone in her voice, I'm just going to lay out a few things that we need to think about. Like this is what she does for me. She's like, okay, I understand. And I just now a few things that I want you to think about. And I'm like, okay, this is going to be good because, because, and and that's how I know, like, you're like, okay, we need to think about this. And you do it in such a supportive way, you contextualize it. And then I'm like, okay, yeah, we do need to think about that. Thank you so very, very, very much. I think the biggest trick, which I didn't even realize for a bit was just to like, be like, wait, pull, pull over for a second. I need, I need to just like, take, I need to take this like, pit stop here and I'll come back in the car, but like I need to be here for a minute. So I think that's been the best way for me to sort of play both sides, play both fields of like big picture, let's strategize, let's think and and create and all of that sort of like feminine masculine, right? It's like, okay, I'm here, but okay, we got, we need to get some stuff done. So that's, yeah, that's been, that's, 
that was a game changer for me. Once I got out of the car for just a minute, I was like, oh, okay, here we are. We got this. One of my last questions, and you guys can add anything else that comes up, is, Mary, you mentioned this concept of exquisite life. And I would love to know from your perspective how growth and change is a part of this concept of an exquisite life. This concept of living an exquisite life, like I, I like my standard is not just some of the time, not just, you know, I can have it over here in business, but over here in the rest of my life, right? I want to live this exquisite, fully delightful, divine life. And um, what does it take to create that? If you have that as your bar, right? I'm not. I'm no longer doing ordinary. I'm doing extraordinary. I want this exquisite life, and yet you're 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 playing at a certain level, right? It's really good. You might be saying things like, "Okay, well, life's really good right now. What else do I want? What more is there?" That's like a little thing. Or maybe you might be saying, "You know, I've always gone for more, right? Like I've I've had that growth." gene in me. Like I'm I'm one of those people who's always going for more, but I'm doing it in my business. I'm not doing it in these parts of my life. Or I want more in like maybe all of my life is pretty good, but it's not lit up. It's not zingy. There could be different ways to look at growth. Sometimes it's around purpose and meaning and what's next. And sometimes it's around, I want a feeling of feeling divine and lit up every day. And sometimes it's a it's around like I really want to like let go of thirty pounds, or I really want a relationship, or, or I really want something more or different in my life. And all of that fits into this exquisite life concept, which is we were told we could be anything we want to be, but you can't have it all. And I am like Bruce, I don't buy that. I think we can. And then once you get to that next level of life, there's always more. And that's part of our more life growth directive. This is this is us as humans. We want to grow. We want to expand. And if you're really, truly living your more life directive, you know when you're holding yourself back and you're saying, I'm coasting or I'm cruising. I'm not going to challenge myself here because it's too scary, or I don't know. Usually it's not, it's too scary, but I don't know if I'm going to succeed, something like that. And you got to do it anyways, because if you want that exquisite life, you have to stay in growth and it doesn't have to be frenetic and it, and it can be spacious. And it can, in fact, I think it can feel like, I think growth can feel divine and we don't always have to have it be a struggle. That's certainly what it feels like this process has demonstrated again, right? Like that this growth, there've been moments where it's like, that did, that did not go well, right? Or little hiccups. But overall, it just has felt like a beautiful unfurling of life. The only thing I'll add to what you just said, which I think is really important is, you know, the name of this series is not evolution of growth. It's evolution of authentic growth. Anybody can grow. You can, you can do all kinds of growing all over the place. But it's when we grow in an authentic way that truly honors who we are and what we're here to do that I believe you really create real impact. And I would imagine, at least for me, that's what would feel exquisite to me. I think when we live into our truth, right, when we 
get through our own BS that says I can't or that's impossible. I have these other responsibilities or this zero sum game of I don't have enough time, right? I need to focus over here and not on this. Um, when we get beyond that and we really honor our own truth, then living into it feels exquisite. The journey feels exquisite, not just the outcome. That's a really important piece that for so many high achievers, there's this thing that happens where it's like work, 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 so that I can feel good once I achieve that thing. And we need to turn that on its head and say, I am living out my exquisite life so I can continue to live more of an exquisite life. And it's not that that we don't achieve things along the way, but it's not, I'm holding my breath so I can have this one moment of sense of accomplishment and then feel like I need another goalpost that I'm going after in order to feel good again. Achievement feels amazing, okay? But wouldn't it feel amazing if you were like freaking lit up every day and like having fun, even with the 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 challenges? That's what I'm holding for people. That's that's what I want their exquisite life to look like. That sense of like, like I'm alive, I'm lit up every day and feeling satisfied with my life, feeling absolutely friggin' delighted with my life along the way of growth. That's that's what I'm really holding. I think that's been the most beautiful part to watch is knowing that the change that you are creating and all these great things that are being, you know, birthed into the world, they're not being done from a place of like, here's what needs to happen next. I feel like every everything that you've done in the way that you show up for yourself, for the company, for the rebrand, for all of it has been from this place of considering your entire life remembering to also like show up for your life at the same time. So it's not like, okay, I need to make these changes because the co- it's time for a change in my company. And so I'm going to ignore all these other things that are important to me. No, you've actually showed up more, I think, in your life. And I think that's what makes this even more beautiful because it's it's showing that you, you doesn't have to be that do, do, do just to make the change, right? That you can still show up in your life. You can still live that lit up life that you that you want for yourself while creating that change and still having a successful company and you know creating something new for you know that where you're still of service to others i think that's why i like to sit back and watch sometimes <laughs> is there anything else you'd like to add ariana before we wrap up or was that the the final i think that was it i you know i think i think a word that sticks with me for you throughout this process is spaciousness i think that that's been you know, like you said, exquisite life might be different for everyone else, but like there's something about spaciousness that I feel into when thinking about what an exquisite life is. And I feel that word sticks with me because that is something that I know you desire. And being on your team, that's something that I want to support. So I feel like in holding that vision for change, there's always this like, okay, that doesn't feel spacious. That doesn't feel expansive because I know how important that is in the creation. And that's what I think is beautiful about having a company for yourself that you can like, you could do that for yourself. That's, that's great. Leah, is there anything else that you want to speak to regarding like authentic growth and getting it done? 
in what each of you have been saying is like there are these keynotes, right? For Amira, you're hearing them, but like if you're in your own growth process, there are these things that you desire, right? And spaciousness is a keynote for Amira. She said her other words, truth and beauty. Intimacy. Intimacy, thank you. But there are these things that are kind of these key feelings or cornerstones that like you can start to build or coalesce the vision around even if you don't know the details yet. And there are these principles that I think you'll be able to pick up on, not just in how she's redesigned the company and the offerings, because all of these things have to do with these central themes and they also show up in the branding, right? Like, so it's throughout all of it is one of the ways that you can kind of stay with that authenticity and what's true to you and what you want and what your desire is leading you towards. It's like, what are these major ideas or themes or essences that you're after? And that can really lead you down the path, even if you don't know it all yet. And it's really interesting to think about it from a strategic standpoint of how that can also guide your team and guide your branding and guide all of these other pieces that then really actually bring the full vision to life. Lee, how about you? Any last thoughts on getting it done and authentic growth? I just want to say thank you to you. I realized this was my idea and I asked you to come do this series, but I, in all seriousness, say thank you to you because I truly appreciate the fact that you've been able to pull back the curtain a little bit because as a woman growing a business, it's so wonderful to hear true, real stories of what growth is really like because most of the times, We are showing the pretty perfect side and you don't get to see what it takes to get there. And to your point of an exquisite life, the journey really is so much of the beauty. So thank you for sharing this with with us and with everyone listening. It has been a journey and it will continue to be a journey. So as long as we're having fun and feeling good, right? I mean, running a business too, without a doubt, but it all goes hand in hand. So a little wrap up here. First of all, thank you all three for your your thoughts, your contributions to both the, the company that I run, but also to this podcast and sharing your insights. I know people will be like, that's good and that's good and that's good. We'll put in the show notes links to Lee's website and to Leah's website and contact information in case you guys want to go seek them out, you listening. And then also... If you're interested in seeing the graphics and the the, the design and the rebrand uh, visuals in, in what we put together for this podcast and on our social, you know, go to any of our social media's links. We'll put that in the, the show notes as well, but LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, all of that. And take a look at the podcast cover and go to our website, theunstoppablewoman.com and, and check it out. We have a, we had a a really good time doing this. And it's been, what is it called? A, an effort of love, a loving effort, something like that. I think there's a saying to that. Labor of love. Labor of love. Thank you. I had a little moment where I checked out there. And then stay tuned for our next episode next week. Well, I think it's next week. I'm not sure the actual drop dates on everything. But with Leah, we're going to dive into the rebrand of this brand as an example, as a case study for how she approaches branding, which is really a a very innovative way of doing it. And I think anyone who is running a business is going to want to listen to this because there's, even if you're not in the midst of actually rebranding your business, the idea of how you think about what you're putting out in the world 
is going to be covered in this as well. Stay tuned for that. And thank you all for for joining us. And thank you for being a loyal listener. Or if this is your first time listening, thank you for tuning in. Please like, comment, give us your feedback. Give us your feedback on this episode. Give us your feedback on the rebrand. We'd love to hear your thoughts on that. And uh, subscribe and tune in next week. Okay. I'm Amira Alvarez. I am the founder and CEO of The Unstoppable Woman. And I will see you next week. Take care. Bye. Most ambitious women I work with already have good lives, possibly even great. But there's often this one area that is fine as is, but not yet exquisite. And yet, when we unlock that one area, they access a whole new level. I want to personally invite you to book a complimentary call with me and discover what that unlock could do for you. These calls are for women who have done at least a million or more in their business or executive career and are ready for an exquisite life inside and out. You can book our conversation at theunstoppablewoman.com slash connect.